Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, June the 30th in 2020 on When Our Rise. We're in year A and the proper week eight, which is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. And on Tuesdays, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm for the week. There's actually a couple of Psalms for the week, uh, but I picked Psalm 45 verses 10 through 17 that's listed here because it's a weird psalm, and I don't mean that in a negative way, it's just different than everyone else. So I thought I'd read that passage, provide a couple points of reflection, then spend some time praying along a theme this morning. Hey, thanks for making this part of your morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 45, 10 through 17. Listen, daughter, and pay careful attention. Forget your people in your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. The city of Tyre will come with a gift. People of wealth will seek your favor. All glorious is the princess within her chamber. Her gown is interwoven with gold. An embroidered garment she has led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her, those brought to be with her. Led in with joy and gladness, they enter the palace of the king. Your sons will take the place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. I will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. This is the word of God for us. Psalm 45 is a strange psalm because it is a psalm not written to God, it's actually written to a king. You'll notice if you have your Bible open that it's got quite this introduction. It's like, for the director of music to the tune of lilies, in quotation, of the sons of Korah, a meskil, a wedding song. So I mean, there's like all these disclaimers. Once again, we encounter this word to the tune of lilies. So there must have been like a, I don't know, like a standard track that they would lay down for that. Uh, the fact that it was a psalm of the sons of Korah is interesting because that's like, you know, a few songs are attributed to them. A maskil must have been a Hebrew term for a certain type of song. But this was a wedding song. And the first nine verses are written to the male part of the pair, the king. It's like this king's coronation on his wedding day. And then in the verses that we read this morning, verses 10 through 17, it's actually... A song. Those are the lyrics that are attributed to the the female of the pair. And so, a couple of questions here. I, I think, or just a couple of maybe more observations and questions. I think it's interesting that a song like this lands in the Psalter. We would think that if it's a biblical book, that it should be pointed towards God. But we know that there are other books in the Old Testament where sometimes God's name's not mentioned, or that the theme of the book may not be something that you know is readily accessible in a worship service they're rare but they're certainly in there and so I just think it's neat that for something like a wedding service something is in the sacred text uh, in Protestant denominations we have uh, services of worship and then we have like family celebrations and a wedding would be attributed to that to where we are not so much in a worship service, but we are in the audience of God as we celebrate human life. And so it's not just, um, you know, like these are ordinary things and then there's like sacred things. No, but like the sacred blends over into the ordinary. And so one's attention is given to God even as attention is cast upon the king 
and uh, the soon-to-be queen. I think a second thing is what's staggering is that a woman would be praised. We know that there are other times that women are praised, but this is a, a patriarch culture, uh, male-dominated. Women have a lower status in social context. And so to have you know eight verses of a wedding hymn to be pointed towards the woman and not just all pointed towards the man is important. So what can we say here? I think this is an exercise of common grace where we sense God's nearness in all things, including a wedding day as people stand before God and they pledge their faith to one another. And also how this is a, a raising up and an awareness of women in this culture. Uh, you'll notice that in this type of setup, and we know it by the, the, the shape of these words, what a change the woman was going to go through when she went from a citizen of the country to part of the royal family now. And you'll see this. Uh, I mean, she's dressed in unique garments. They're embroiled garments as she's led to the king. Um, you'll see here that your sons will take the place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. And so your family makeup changes. Uh, everything's going to be different. And so there must have been quite celebration, but also a decent amount of anxiety for a woman who's entering into this type of relationship. Everything she knows would be turned upside down. And so perhaps as this song is sung, it would give her the courage necessary for the moment. And I think that that, uh, that's one of the attributes of the people of the church is that they tend to put wind in our sails. Uh, People believe for us and we step into their faith. It's mingled with our faith we can step into the greatness that God destines for us. And so there's a lot of things that we can meditate on here. A very interesting psalm, one that stands out from the rest, um, which celebrates the common elements of life and how we can attend to God as we attend to one another. So I'm going to pray a prayer of grace over us and that we would look at all the things that we do today, driving in traffic, swinging by the grocery store to pick up tomatoes for a recipe, uh, playing catch with our kids in the the, the backyard, or uh, sitting down, plopping down on the couch and watching a show on Netflix together. And as we look at one another, um, this is not just another day, but this is a day where we share the sacredness of all life because of what God has done. And so I just want to pray a prayer of preparation that we're prepared to engage the holy and all the common today. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that when we enter into life with you, we get a new framework, a new filter to experience all things, that all the common things in life have the opportunity to become sacred things to us. And so, God, I thank you today that there's going to be hundreds of signs of the sacred around us. There's going to be someone who lets us into a long line of traffic when they don't need to. Uh, Somebody's going to be working in the yard today. They're going to come inside and they're going to take a drink of cold lemonade and it's going to refresh their body and it's going to do something for them that's extraordinarily bigger than maybe what the moment calls for. There's going to be someone who's going to send us a text message today that encourages us and they're not even going to know why, but we know why and and their words are going to build us up. God, I thank you today that when it comes to either singing a song in a sanctuary or attending a wedding or sitting next to somebody at a bus stop, or uh, playing catch with our kids, or teaching our kids how to ride a bike, or 
having a short five-minute phone conversation with a distant relative, that all of it fits into the mosaic of, of how we look upon your face and worship as your people. And so, God, today I pray that as we face the days and the hours ahead of us, that you would allow us to hear your voice and to see your face in all things today, so that as we go to bed later tonight, we look back upon our life, we count the blessings, and among the blessings that we count are common things which were uncommon in their effect upon us. So Lord, be with us. Help us to enjoy life and to see all as a gift, to have our work be work unto you and have it to be worship. And that uh, anything that we do today, that it would lift the lives of those around us so that we would once again experience the depth of life with you and in you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.